Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and it's great to be with you. I am coming to you live from the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck where I have been pastor for about 21 hours. Father Mark Ani is the parochial vicar here, and Mike Kudrowski has us set up. And uh, hey, listen to this, everybody. Today is July 2nd, 2020. Am I right on that? I don't even know. I've been moving. So I I think it is the 2nd of July. Thanks. Uh, keep Keep me on task here. John Adams is the first vice president of the United States, the second president of our country. John Adams wrote this, the 2nd of July shall stand as a forever national holiday. This holiday will be celebrated everywhere in every town. There shall be families gathered, parades, and festivities to commemorate this day of independence. Well, John Adams was anticipating that all the signers would have signed by the 2nd of July. The last leaders of the American colonies signed on the 4th of July. But I always think that's kind of neat, especially when I do this radio on July 2nd. So welcome, Mm -hmm. everybody. We hope your day is starting off well. If it's not, it's going to get better. We're coming up on three minutes past the hour. So if you have to be somebody with somebody or somewhere at the top of the hour... You're either late or early, because mm-hmm. the next of the hour is coming up. Tracy Kraft is with me, the parish manager here at Corpus Christi, and we're doing some work in the office here, and uh, Tracy's with me. Tracy, good morning. Good morning. Tell us about Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Corpus Christi was established in 1964 by Bishop Hacker. When we started, we had 294 households. As of today, July 2nd, we have over 2,300 households. We have a very um, active, vibrant parish that has uh, wonderful liturgy, um, beautiful music. We've got very active choirs, including a children's choir with over 30 members. Um, We have an active faith formation program. And uh, about six years ago now, we got to celebrate our 50th Jubilee, which was very exciting for the people of the Mm -hmm. parish. And uh, as part of that celebration, we have our new crucifix that um, we have right. in the center of the church, which we all very much enjoy. So. All that Mass here at 1210 today, uh, you have uh, a couple daily Masses, a very active schedule here. And you have been uh, in a particular uh, position of importance uh, since uh, Father Becker's illness in January. So tell us w- what your life has been like uh, for those months as a parish manager. Well, we've really had to come together as a team since Father Paul became ill to make sure that things at the parish remain as normal as possible. And then, of course, we went from Father Paul's illness to coronavirus, and everything changed. So um, we really just try to take one day at a time, 
be as present as we can for the parishioners, make sure that we're here and we listen and we respond in whatever way we can to make sure that this is still a place that they feel safe and that they want to be at and they still feel like they're being supported, even if they can't be here. And Monsignor Lindemann has been the parish administrator yes. in the interim. I commend him for his work, and I commend you for your work. We all join our prayers for Father Becker's full recovery. We look forward to welcoming him back here uh, to Corpus Christi. And I want to thank you for welcoming me. And I, I've always, um, as, as a priest in my 27 years of work, my 24 as a pastor, I've always relied heavily on staff. Ninety-five uh, percent of whom are women, and uh, to for people to say that women are not uh, involved with the Catholic Church or don't have a place in the Catholic Church, uh, I'm I'm going to tell you that you know women in in the staffing that I've had uh, have made my work successful, and uh, I'm grateful to to all of all of them and to you, Tracy. Um, anything else you want to say? To our listening audience, which is big in the upper Midwest, we're superior to Casper, Wyoming, superior Wisconsin to Gillette, Casper. Wyoming. Gillette, superior. Wyoming. Well, what's our other range, Michael? Uh, Williston, North Dakota. There you you go. might know that place. My old stomping grounds. To uh, Rochester, Minnesota. So what do you want to say to that group of people bigger than K-Fire? Well, we're excited <laughs> to welcome you. Thank we you. are excited to welcome Father Ani. And hopefully the second half of 2020 will go a little more smoothly for everyone than the first half did. Thanks, Tracy, for coming on the air. You brought some things in for me to sign, and I asked uh, you to uh, say a little bit on the radio. So thank you. We'll visit with you after the show. Thank okay? you. And Father Ani will be in at about uh, 10 o'clock, the top of the hour. All right? Thank you very much. So we have on the line as my first guest, Christopher Dodson, um, the North Dakota Catholic Conference represented. Uh, uh, Christopher, good morning to you. Good morning. It's good to talk to you again. I, I look out of my uh, rectory window, Christopher, and I see the state capitol. So Yay. are we going to hang out during the next session a little bit, like old times? If they, if they let us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Dodson is with the North Dakota Catholic Conference. And when I, when I think of Christopher Dodson, one of the things that always comes to mind is something of importance that he taught me. Christopher, you know what I'm going to say. He, he said to me during a, a session when we were involved, I was involved with a session a few years ago, he said, for me to remember that the laws that affect you most are state laws. And the more and more I, I, I think about that, they, they do. They, they affect you most. They affect you uh, more quickly, perhaps, than, than federal laws or, or other laws. And so there is a, a session coming up, and it, you know, it's already going to kind of be a different kind of session. But uh, anyway, Christopher, thanks for being uh, with us. For those who are not familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm the Executive Director and General Counsel the North Dakota Catholic Conference, which represents the North Dakota bishops on public policy matters and other matters of interest. And I've been doing this since 1995. And you have background, of, obviously, in, in legal matters. What is, what is your education? Um, yeah, a lawyer. Um, I'm originally from California. I went to law school, and during law school, um, God called me to something else in a sense, and I uh, found my way into the Catholic Church by the time I left law school in Berkeley. 
and then um, eventually found my way here. Um, I wasn't happy practicing law in the traditional way, but it's still a way of practicing law. Christopher Dodson. The, my love for the church, and my love for theology, and my love for law. They all come together. You've been in this position about as long as I've been a priest. Uh, Christopher Dodson is my guest. Uh, My name is Monsignor Schumacher, Real Presence Live, coming to you from Corpus Christi Bismarck. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, During this 4th of July week, so to speak, Christopher, uh, we're going to talk about the basics of religious freedom. We we hear about this a lot. we, we can kind of lose interest in exactly w- what it is or, or how it affects us. One of the things I've always uh, been uh, impressed with by you is how what we talk about uh, can affect us and you reveal ways in which it does affect us. But let's start with the definition of religious freedom. You know, that's a good question. Um Let's go to what it does. I mean, I, it is built into our nature to choose to love God. We, that's a choice we have, right? So it's built into our nature to be free. And our founding fathers of our country understood that we had this inalienable natural right of, of liberty, which expresses itself in religion. Um, it's fundamental. I remember um, very impressive one for me was a book I read by uh, Father Jean Denerlou, uh, probably right before Vatican II, or around that time, about prayer as a political problem. And what he said is our our religious nature is a part of who we are. It's built into who we are anthropologi- anthropologically, you know, uh, uh, what is man type of question. Um, and if it's not respected, um, it's a denial of a basic human right and um, detrimental to society itself. It's, it's built into what its community is. You know, when I think of it in my job, I think of it as the freedom of worship, which we hear about, the freedom to evangelize, the freedom to express ourselves in public beyond outside the uh, to make, in other words, to make decisions on how we vote, on how we run our businesses, on how we engage in the public, you know, outside the walls of the church, and the freedom to serve, like the Little Sisters of the Poor, um, Catholic Charities, North Dakota, uh, the freedom to serve, because we evangelize, we serve, and we pray for that's the nature of our church. Now, other churches may be different, but that's, um, or other religious groups, and that's their religious freedom. They may want to keep it all inside the church, but our, we believe as Catholics strongly that it's not left inside the, the walls of the church, nor is it left inside our homes. We evangelize, we worship, we express, and we serve. I remember one of the key distinctions in my theology uh, formation when we talk about freedom is that true freedom is freedom for. It's not freedom from. We sometimes think that freedom means we're free from the restraints of mom and dad or we're free from 
uh, you know, jail. We're, we're free from yeah. something. But true freedom enables us to fulfill ourselves. It's freedom for. Can you, can you kind of uh, elaborate on that a bit? I think you just did a very good job. I was just imaging <laughs> or imagining, you know, what would happen if somebody took that view that it's freedom from. If we become isolated individuals, we wouldn't even be a community. Um, don't bother me with that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to just and think that that's the limit of freedom. Um, we wouldn't function as a community. Whatever your religious beliefs are, our society would break down because um, our freedom is that freedom to serve, to interact, to do what is good, to do what is right. And John Paul II was probably the best at um, expressing this, that our freedom, true liberty, is the freedom to choose good. Freedom for the good, freedom for the truth, freedom to fulfill ourselves as we've been created by God. Christopher Dodson is my guest. We're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but first I want to set up uh, my question for you, and then we're going to pick it up after the break, Christopher. And I, I just want to uh, uh, I just want to set this up uh, from our nation's capital. I remember when I visited our nation's capital, uh, standing uh, at the Washington Monument. In fact, it was the day that Senator Burdick had had died, and all the flags were at half staff for him. And I, I remember looking east from the Washington Monument, and you can see the Capitol. Uh, when you look north, you could see the White House. When you, when you look west, uh, you saw the Lincoln Memorial. But then when you look south, um, across the basin, you saw the Jefferson Memorial. And I walked down there. It's a very impressive uh, a domed uh, uh, structure. There's a 19-foot statue of Thomas Jefferson there, uh, the author of the, the Declaration of Independence, the chief author. Anyway, I read this on the wall in that monument. It said, it's on the northeast wall, it said, God who gave us life gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that those liberties are a gift of God? My question to you, Christopher, in today's increased secularized culture, can we continue to be free if we lose a notion of faith, God, or that liberty is from God? I think that's a question. I'm seeing here. <laughs> According to Jefferson, we cannot. And we have a break coming up, Christopher, so we're going to get back to it. My, my question, uh, I'll read this again before the break. The, in the Jefferson Memorial, it, it, it reads, God who gave us life gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure? When we have removed the conviction that these liberties are a gift from God, uh, our liberties are inextricably tied to our Creator. And if we lose notion of that, can we be free? That's my question on this 4th of July week. And we're going to be back in just a moment. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Christopher Dodson is going to be with me to the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Here's a special programming note. On Friday, we'll be close to celebrate the 4th of July. 
As we gather with family and friends this Independence Day weekend, we'll bring you some special programming. At 5 a.m. Central, we'll bring you the Sunrise Morning Show. This will be followed by Morning Glory at 6 and the Daily Mass at 7. At 9 a.m., it's the best of Real Presence Live. Finally, at 9 p.m., instead of the Mass, it'll be the Encore of Open Line. We hope you have a great 4th of July celebration. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Very good. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're coming up on 18 minutes past the hour. I started the show and I want to repeat it because today is July 2nd. And it was John Adams who said the 2nd of July shall stand as a forever national holiday. Well, not all the signers got in. He, he was right. There would be a national holiday, but by the 4th, all of the leaders of the American colonies got in. And so I wish everybody a, a happy 4th of July. I hope you have a, a, a good one. Uh, the weather here where we are is going to be hot and sunny, which, which is great. I'm going to go to the rodeo and uh, travel safely, everybody. It's an exciting time of the year. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I love summer. I love um, the 4th of July. And um, we are talking in this 4th of July week to Christopher Dodson about religious freedom. Christopher, thanks for hanging on with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me again. He is with the North Dakota Catholic Conference. He's been in that position since 1995. And before our break, I, 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 I posed that how our liberties are tied to our, our Creator. And I quoted that Jefferson Memorial that if we, if we have removed a conviction that liberties are a gift from God, uh, Jefferson said, uh, can the liberties of a nation be secure? We, we often forget that, Christopher. Can you elaborate for all of us on how these liberties that we, so, we hold so honored in our country are, are a gift of God? Yes, they, they are a gift of God. And um, first, we know that our response is a response to his gift to love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul, which means all in all our lives, and that means we need religious freedom to do that. But um, if we detach 
the idea of liberty from God or written into our, our hearts in the natural law, um, then it becomes just whatever the state tells us is our freedoms. And that is not the basis of democracy or true freedom. Um, what we, that's what we call, lawyers call, a positive law. It's just whatever the law is that is written at the time. So whoever is in power can give it and take it away, and those are your freedoms. That's not true freedom. That destroys democracy. That destroys community. It destroys and strikes at the heart of who we are as a human person to say your freedoms are only what your government say they are. How do we continue to defend religious freedom in our nation? Or let me ask you this before that question, Christopher. How, how much in danger are our religious freedoms in the United States today? Very much in danger. And sometimes it takes a different form. Let me, let me tell you a story going back to that Jefferson War. You, you did a great job explaining looking east, west, north, and south. If you're at the Jefferson Memorial and you look back north toward the White House, you're looking right past the Washington Monument. If you look at that Washington Monument, anybody can get pictures out and see it, and they may not have noticed before, but about a little less than halfway up, the colors change. The stones are darker at the bottom than they are on the, the rest of it. So when the Washington Monument was built, it was a privately funded effort. And they took memorial stones as they were doing it in the name of various organizations and so on. And the Pope at the time sent a stone to be placed as one of the stones as a gift to this new United States. The anti-Catholic feeling in the country was so great that a riot broke out. Um... They stopped construction on the Washington Monument. The um, organization in charge of it was disbanded. And for decades and decades, till long after the Civil War, it sat there um, half-finished as a testament to basically one of the threats to our basic human freedoms that were written into the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, religious freedom. It was like religious freedom for everybody, but we didn't want Catholics here. Um, so when I go to D.C., I look at that line to remind myself where we've come since then and where we could be at all times. And it's a lot more subtle today than it was back then when the Washington Monument uh, construction was halted. Uh, we have more of an anti-religion view, which hides itself sometimes as anti-Christian or anti-Catholic. But and it pops up in other ways, such as it's religious freedom for me, but not me. And the kind of things we run into are laws which people think aren't any problem that they infringe upon us, or they might have upon other religious groups and will say, oh, legislature says, oh, that's just a small group. And I didn't even realize that it would do that. Um, and it's not that big of a deal. 
as one conference director, <clears throat> excuse me, said to me, the problem we have today is that people think that choosing your religious expression or religious belief is like choosing the difference between buying a green car and a red car. It's given that much weight in society. That's the danger. And without recognizing how fundamental it is, and that's what we need to be constantly vigilant about, is this lowering of um, respect for religious freedom and religion overall, which allows these laws to this is a profound uh, lesson and turn it into a great interview let's do this one more time Christopher I'm going to say what I see at the monument and then I want you to summarize what you see looking north standing at that monument looking east I see the capital through them all when I turn north I see the White House when I look to the west uh, of the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. I see the, the Lincoln Memorial. And then when I turn south across the basin, I see the Jefferson Memorial. And that is often the least visited one of them. And I always remember that quote on that memorial, God who gave us life gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are a gift of God? When you stand at that memorial and look north, tell us again what you see. The Washington Monument with a line about the middle, which is a standing testament to anti-Catholic bigotry that was once very alive in this country. And it's a reminder to be vigilant always about threats to religious liberty. Unbelievable. Fantastic. I didn't know you'd follow. I was just a, you know, a kid at the time taking it in, and you made it much more profound. Christopher Dodson, any, um, any final thoughts or reflections? We have a couple minutes left here before the bottom of the hour. This has been um, a great interview about religious freedom in this Fourth of July week. Any final thoughts or reflections? We could do a whole episode on it, but we did have a great victory on religious freedom this week at the U.S. Supreme Court, striking down these anti-Catholic state constitutional amendments, which come from the same time I'm talking about that Washington Monument incident. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, it, would, it prohibited Catholic schools and other religious schools from ever receiving uh, state funds indirectly, such as through vouchers or tax credits, and the Supreme Court struck that down. So we should do a show on that. Christopher, I look forward to seeing you uh, maybe uh, during the session here in Bismarck, the session of our North Dakota State Legislature. I know that there are legislatures meeting uh, all over, perhaps, and I I wish you a a good rest of the day. Same to you. Thank you very much. And Brandon Clark is our producer, and uh, let's take that suggestion from Christopher, and let's get that topic on uh, pretty soon. I like interviewing Christopher. He's always great. He's been in that position since 1995 as a North Dakota Catholic Conference uh, director and um, always helps us understand uh, what's going on currently and how it affects our lives today. And remember what Christopher Dodson told me. Your state and local, your state laws affect you most. And so when, when, there, when, there are, are, when there's a state legislature going on, take note. These are going to affect you probably most 
and uh, a lot quicker. And I've always enjoyed that perspective he's given me. So we're going to move from that topic of religious freedom, and we're going to move now into a special way that we can pray for our nation. Uh, and it's a great opportunity to prepare for the 4th of July. Uh, Aaron Mormon will be my next guest at the bottom of the hour as we come up on 29 minutes past the hour. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live. Today I'm coming to you live from the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I've been pastor now for 22 hours. And I'm looking forward to uh, being pastor here many, many more. We'll be back in just uh, one moment. I hope you all are having a good start to your day. And as always, we're grateful for all the supporters of Real Presence Radio. Without you, wouldn't, we wouldn't be on the air. And without your prayers, uh, God's will would not be able to uh, uh, unfold as, as, as it's revealed to us uh, of how well uh, Real Presence Radio has grown throughout the upper Midwest. A big chunk of land is listening to the truth that this radio station puts out day after day in the Roman Catholic tradition. We'll be back in just one moment. <laughs> 